This is Twenties Inspired. I am on a mission to design my twenties around happiness and purpose through learnings from personal experiences, <laughs> books, podcasts, articles, and talks. I hope to inspire you to live a more happy and fulfilling life, according to you. Welcome back to 20s Inspired. I hope you are having a lovely morning or evening or middle of the day, whatever time of the day it is for you. I apologize for my voice again. I have been so unwell this week. There was one day where I literally could not get out of bed and that is so rare for me. I'm usually on the go constantly and I was bedridden. It's not COVID, I did test that, but... Yeah, I'm coming out of it now, so apologies if my voice gets a little croaky throughout this episode. Um, I think it sounds alright at the moment, but we will see. (laughs) So I do just want to start off this episode by saying that since we are talking about life decisions here, I do want to say that I'm in no way, shape or form qualified to be giving you life advice on what to do with your life. That is not what this is. I am simply someone who has made some really questionable life decisions in my 20s so far and I'm really passionate about not doing that again. I have also made some really good life decisions that I'm really proud of and there was a very clear difference between when I made those questionable decisions and the processes that I went through to make the decisions that I'm really proud of. So do take it with a grain of salt. I am not telling you what to do with your life. I'm just telling you what I have done so far with mine, what's working and what hasn't worked. So this episode is a little bit of lessons about decision making that I've experienced so far. So making life decisions in our 20s. Our 20s are a time when we are introduced to a whole lot of decision making. We go from having a very minimal amount of decisions to make throughout our whole lives. Throughout the schooling system, we never really need to make a big decision. Sure, it's like about one subject we're taking up or what we're going to do for our year 12. But when we get into our 20s, it's all of a sudden we're making all of these huge life decisions. I think it's the first time we're having those really serious relationships. We're choosing our careers. We're deciding where we want to live, how we want to live, who we want to be. There is a lot of decisions that need to be made in our 20s. And I think that can be really overwhelming, particularly when we are still figuring ourselves out. We're still figuring out what we love. We're still figuring out what we don't love and figuring out who we are. I think this is why a lot of us can have such a confusing and wild 20s. I mean, I'm speaking (laughs) from experience here. We are all just figuring it out. I am at least. We haven't yet learned how to make effective decisions for ourselves and for our best outcome. It's difficult because I think we're only just coming to terms with who we are. So when it comes to life decisions, it's like, how do we know what's best for us when we haven't experienced anything yet? We haven't had those failures yet to learn from. We don't have those lessons in our belt. I think we can stumble into 
all sorts of things that aren't right for us, you know, relationships that aren't right for us based on lust, not based on what's actually going to be good for our health, good for our happiness, good for our future. We sort of go by emotion rather than logical and effective thinking. So it's all of these mistakes that we seem to make in our 20s. My friends who are in their 30s say that the 30s are the best decade because of all the mistakes they made in their 20s and the lessons that they learned from them. So if it brings you any comfort, it definitely does me. I think it's a universal thing that everyone makes mistakes in their 20s due to somewhat questionable and interesting decisions that we seem to make for ourselves. And who can blame us? We're still learning who we are, right? In saying that, we are here to have an incredible 20s. This is going to be an incredible decade and we want to make the most of our 20s to the best of our abilities. That is what this podcast is designed for. And I think a massive part of that comes down to learning how to make effective decisions, life decisions that we are proud of and that are right for us in whatever stage of life we may be in. Decision making can be a really overwhelming process, particularly if the decision is really big. I have recently had to make some really difficult decisions And have definitely dwelled on them. I dwelled on them for some of them a couple of months because they were so overwhelming and I didn't know what was best for me. I didn't know what was my emotions getting in the way of a good life future. It was a really confusing, confusing time. Similar to having difficult conversations, making decisions that you are proud of and are sure of can be really taxing. Because if you're anything like me, you will question your decision and go to lots of different people and ask for advice and be up at night thinking about option A or option B or what should you do. (laughs) I am a massive overthinker. So when it comes to big life decisions, I have really, really struggled in A, making a decision that I am sure of and that I feel like I won't regret and be doing it in a good amount of time and not dwelling on it and not procrastinating on the decision because that just makes it worse. So I have narrowed it down to five learnings I have had and a bit of research that I've done when it comes to decision making and the process that we take. Number one, and this has got to be the biggest one, I have really, really taken this on board. It is making decisions in line with your personal values. So your values are a great personal guide in your life, almost instructing you on what life ingredients you need to live a happy and fulfilling life. And it's personal to you because you decide on your values. It's a recipe curated for you and you alone. Understanding my personal values and knowing the ingredients that I want to live by have made a massive difference in my decision-making in the last year. So I only discovered the usefulness of knowing my personal values last year. It was in the middle of the year and it has made a massive difference. I discovered this concept from James Clear, um, who wrote Atomic Habits. He has a whole blog all about the importance of knowing your values. And he also has a huge list of 50 different values that 
you can select and everyone recommends selecting only five. So they are your five core values. And it's really, really difficult to actually select them because you can only have five. So you really need to reflect on, okay, what's actually important to me? Because I had a list of like 10 things and then I was like, okay, if I take this value out, is that okay with me? Will I still be able to live the life I want to live? Will I still be able to be the person I want to be? So I think it's just knowing your five core ones can really allow you to have tunnel vision on who you want to be and how you want to live your life. So that was sort of how I went about getting to my five values. And now I have so much more confidence and acceptance in my decisions that I make when I make them in line with my values. If it's a small decision or a large decision, just knowing that I'm choosing to live in line with my values and that I am making this decision because it is what I believe in, just solidifies the decision in my mind. It puts the decision at ease. I don't feel like I'm going to regret the decision because I did the best thing I could do with how I want to be in the future. So regardless of how the choice actually plays out, at least I know I made the decision in line with who I am. And I think that was a massive change to the decision-making process because Previously, as I said, you know, I'm a bit of an overthinker. I would think, oh, well, what would happen if this happened if I made that decision? And thinking about the worst case scenario and what if I regret it and wish I had made the other decision? But just the peace of knowing that, okay, no, I made this decision because this is who I want to be or this is how I want to live and this is what means the most to me. Like, you can't go back on that. You can't regret that because you know that it came from you. So that has really given me a lot of peace in my decision making and just peace in my mind, which I actually don't get very often. (laughs) Yes, I always have thoughts going on. So for me to have a lot of peace in my recent big life decisions is kind of crazy for me. And I really do think that this was a massive contributor to that. So I highly, highly recommend taking some time to reflect and write down your five core values, the values that you believe are the most in line with who you want to be, not necessarily who you are now, because I think a lot of us, you know, we want to grow and we want to become this person that we're thinking about. And sometimes we don't always portray that, but having those values down can make you go, okay, am I actually living by this am I living by what I want to subscribe to so for an example of using your values in terms of decision making a couple of my solid core values are happiness passion and adventure those are three of my five values so if we take this into a scenario for example leaving a degree that you hate right? (laughs) You're in a degree you hate. I've been in this situation, so it's quite relevant. You're in a degree that you hate and you're contemplating leaving or staying in the degree. So I would look at the situation and go, okay, is this degree bringing me happiness? Am I passionate about the degree? Or will the degree allow for a job that I'm passionate about? Those sorts of questions you want to ask yourself. So knowing that my values are happiness and passion and I'm really unhappy in this degree and I'm not even passionate about it, I'm not even passionate about the job that I'd want to go into, 
that for me is a reason to leave the degree because then I can go and find something that's more in line with my values, that brings me happiness, that brings me passion and that I can have adventure from. So to someone else, however, this is where I find it really interesting because depending on your values, you will look at this situation completely differently. Someone else might value stability and they might value dedication, right? So for them, leaving the degree, it's not about their happiness. It's not about whether they're passionate. They want to feel stable and they want to feel like they were really, really dedicated to something that they had started. So for them, that's more important than being passionate about it. So for them, staying in the degree will provide them more fulfillment than leaving the degree. So I think understanding your values, you can really understand what you need out of life to feel fulfilled, right? What you need out of life to feel like you have a purpose and you're living according to how you want to live and who you want to be. So that is not saying that there is a right decision or a wrong decision. It's that it's so personalized and understanding your values can really, really allow you to look at it with a scope of how you want to live. So this has massively changed my mindset in decision making. I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. And it might not make sense to someone else who has stability and who has comfort in their values. And that's okay. We just disagree on how we want to live our lives. And that is so okay. So the point is knowing your values can really steer you in a direction that's right for you and you alone. As your values are so personal to you, I think they're one of the best ways to weigh up your decisions. Which option is more in line with you at your core? Now, lesson number two is to be specific about who you speak to in the decision-making process. (laughs) Who you speak to about a certain decision will influence the outcome of what you end up doing. So this one is massive. I am a huge debriefer. All of my friends will know me as the one to call for a good coffee debrief to really get into the nitty and gritty of the situation, to unpack it all. I just love it. When when one of my friends has an important decision to make, I love catching up with them, getting coffee and really getting into the decision. It's almost one of my hobbies. Um, it's kind of weird, but even in my family, we have a dedicated lounge area for debriefing. So we like come home and if someone has a decision to make, I get so excited. I'm like, all right, let's get into it. <laughs> let's nut it out. <laughs> that sounds really weird, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. However, what I have realized is that when it comes to my own decision making, I seem to do the same thing with a lot of different people in my life. So when I catch up with people and they ask me what's happening, I'm like, okay, well, I've actually got this decision to sort of unpack. And I tell a lot of people about it as well. And I ask for a lot of people's advice because I seem to like the advice of a lot of people. But in doing that, I've realized that it only makes me more confused and more unsure of what to do. The more people you involve, it can become a lot more confusing because everyone has a different opinion and a different bias. As individuals, we are all made up of personal biases based on previous life experiences and we all have different life values, which will sway us towards different perspectives. So like the degree example, speaking to someone who has different values to you 
can really sway you towards their opinion, but that's not actually what you want at your core. And it's hard to see that when someone can be so convincing sometimes. So although I think it's important to hear other people's perspectives, I think involving too many people or even just people with different life values than you will sway you towards a decision that might not be that right for you. It may be a better decision for them in their life, but it's not in line with what brings you happiness and what brings you purpose in your life. Now, even taking my advice is it's like a double-edged sword because I'm telling you, you know, do what makes you happy and what brings you purpose, but your values might be stability. So (laughs) that's exactly what I mean. Even that right there, it's like take it with a grain of salt. If you know yourself, you can surround yourself with people with similar values when it comes to your decision-making because then it's going to be more in line with you. There are countless neurological studies to show that as humans, We are very receptive to the opinions of others. Groupthink is a massive contributor here where we would rather conform to the ideas of the group than to stand out and have a different opinion. If you are interested in the science, have a look at Ash's conformity experiment where 72% of the participants completely changed their answer to fit in with the group. The group was a group of actors. They had obviously chosen the wrong answer just to see if the participant would sway their opinion. It was obviously wrong, but they chose to have the wrong answer just to conform with the group. I think this massively relates to our own decision making. If we are hardwired to be really susceptible to the opinions of others, I think it's really important to be really specific about who we go to when we're making these important life decisions. I am sure that you have had an experience where you're talking through a problem and the person injects with their own experiences and biases based on their own life. We've all had that and I do it as well. It's hard not to. You want to help that person. And although it's important to hear that sometimes, I think you do need to take it with a grain of salt and just know yourself. (laughs) Some of the decisions that I have made, I have spoken to way too many people, ended up so confused and the process took a lot longer. And I realized I was like, I have involved so many people in this decision just because I wanted to grab so many other people's opinions that now I don't even know where I stand. And I think that's the danger of involving too many people, to be honest. So keeping the circle small and going to people that you know have your best interest at heart and who will also really listen to you and know you as a person, I think those are the best people to go to. Okay, number three is seeking advice from people who have been where you are wanting to go. These people who are already where you are wanting to go will have extremely valuable advice really relevant to your situation. So if you are making a career move, for example, speaking to someone who has experience in the field or is currently in the role that you are wanting to move into is a great person to seek advice from. Because sometimes I think that we go to our friends and our family about career moves or about hobbies for example that they have no knowledge in they don't really know what to do in that circumstance so they can only speak from 
their own biases, their own thoughts, their own feelings, but they don't actually have the knowledge of someone who has done it. So for me, this relates to what to do in terms of my podcast marketing. I wasn't really sure and I've been going to friends and family. And then recently I just met up with someone who has their own podcast and the advice is completely different. And I was like, wow, that is so interesting because they've done it. They're going where I want to go. So that is someone that I will personally now consult with my decision making because I'm like, okay, they are where I'm wanting to go. So that's the sort of person that I need to seek advice from. It's that quote of don't seek advice from people you wouldn't swap places with. I really, really like that. And yeah, so I'm starting to take that on board now. Okay, number four, we have a pros and cons list. Now I have been doing this one from the (laughs) get-go. This has been my way of weighing up decisions in my life It's a great way of reflecting on your options. So sometimes we don't even realize how much we're actually already leaning towards something, a specific option until we weigh up both options next to each other and until we can see it. When I was tossing up between staying or leaving a certain situation, Okay, let's just be real. It was one of my relationships. I was weighing up one of them. I'm not going to say which one. There's been a few. I was weighing up whether I stay or leave. I wasn't really sure how I was feeling, right? And I made a pros and cons list. And I realized that I was advocating for one of them way more than the other. I wanted one of them to win. And I didn't realize that until I started writing the pros of staying, writing the cons of staying. And I realized that one of them, I was like, holy shit, like I'm actually actively trying to think of more points for this one so that it looks bigger than the other one and I'll have my decision made. So even just in that, I was like, wow, okay, I clearly have one that I want more than the other one and I didn't realize that until I had laid it out on a piece of paper and my brain was telling me no 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 have minimal on that option and have a lot on this option (laughs) so yes it's a weird way of going about it but it can really just allow you to deeply reflect on what you actually want and the last one which is a recent one that I am now incorporating is visualization So this has helped me massively recently when making important decisions. So visualization is imagining yourself in both scenarios, truly, truly picturing yourself. So if you have two options that you are weighing up, start with one and really, really put yourself there. Imagine that you've chosen that option. You're now living in it. How do you really feel in that situation? Are you happy? And then you do the same with the other situation and you put yourself in the other option and you imagine it. You close your eyes and you visualize yourself living that option. How do you actually feel? Because until we can put ourselves in that situation, we've done it, the decision's made, the hard conversation is over. It's not about the difficult conversation. It's about after that, right? Then we're living in that space. How do you feel in that space? If you actually take away a decision and you visualize it, you've now done that, you're going with it and the other option does not exist, how does that actually make you feel? 
Because when you're in that situation of, oh, you do have the other choice and you have both options right now, it's hard to actually feel what it's actually going to be like until you don't have that other option. Then what does that feel like? So that can translate into leaving a job, for example, and going for that new opportunity. Say that new opportunity did not exist and you are at your current job now. That is it. That new opportunity does not exist. How do you feel? Or say you lost the job you're at now and the only option is to go for that new opportunity. How do you feel? When the option is taken away from you, it can be a lot more easy to actually understand where you stand. So that has been my little spiel today on decision making. If you are making an important decision right now or even just trying to understand how to make better decisions, I am with you. (laughs) I am with you. It's really difficult. And knowing how to make decisions in our 20s is something I am still very much learning. I feel like I make a mistake. I trip over it. I do a bunch of research. I come out with a podcast episode and I, yeah, really try and learn from it. So I'm still very much stumbling through a lot of my decisions, but I think something that has massively, massively helped me is understanding my values. So for me, I would say that is number one, is understanding who you are, understanding your values, and just having that peace with the decision that knowing that you did the best thing that you could do with what you were given and with following who you are and I think that's all you can do sometimes is just be true to yourself and be true to who you want to be and be true to how you want to live so yes (laughs) I hope you got something out of this episode that brings us to the end if you liked it I would massively appreciate if you could leave a five-star rating thank you very much Follow if you're on Spotify or subscribe if you are on Apple Podcasts. This makes a massive, massive difference in my podcasting world. I hope you have a fabulous day. See you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye.